0: Yeah, I mean, this is a this is a line that's a little hard to scan for people. I, I say that it's it's not merely that free will is an illusion; the illusion of free will is an illusion. Right? right? Like there is no illusion of free will, and that is a unlike many other illusions, uh, that that's a a more fundamental claim. And so it isn't that the Bible is true. It's that the Bible is the precondition for the manifestation of truth, which makes it way more true than just true. It's a whole different kind of true. And I think this is I think this is not only literally the case, factually I think it can't be any other way. It's the only way we can solve the problem of perception. Okay, so Someone left me some feedback on a review saying I misquoted Sam Harris. I think it was about saying that he's no longer in control of his own life, something else is. I think that was a bit of a Freudian slip from my part. Um, However, sorry about that, and thank you for leaving that feedback. So I listened to about an hour of his podcast, um, so I feel it's safe to say I can understand his position now. And I thought about going through every one of his claims and then commenting on his position I thought ultimately that's a waste of time that I don't really have. And I also think it could be a little bit disrespectful to him because, you know, I might be taking things out of context and doesn't give him a fair opportunity to elaborate on what he really means. However, keeping with the theme of this podcast, I will talk about some of the most fundamental claims he talks about as a way of demonstrating one thing and one thing only. The mind can take you a long, long way, but it can only take you so far. And whether you like it or not, if you want to get to these so-called base truths, no matter what, at some point, you will have to abandon the logic of the mind. There's a saying in the East, concept is concept, reality is reality. Use concepts as a base to guide your actions, except where concept doesn't hold up because of what reality is. I could speak for hours on my opinions explaining why certain stances on free will Sam took were based on his own mind's conceptual assumptions and not reality. But his views, according to him, are largely a reflection of himself and his journey. So if I were to meet this man, I would first want to ask him just one question. Is there any evidence at all that if presented to you could possibly make you change your mind that free will is real and isn't an illusion? Now why I would ask this question and why I put the clip of Sam Harrison, Jordan Peterson at the beginning of this podcast in simple because it's demonstrating that both are at a point where they have gone as far as the mind is capable of going when interfacing with this reality. Both have amassed vast amounts of knowledge and wisdom, both have helped millions upon millions of people because of this. But there comes a point where you can no longer trust your own mind, where if you do not understand that it fucks with your reality, then your reality as a whole, no matter how much you think you have transcended your sense of self, will constantly be victim to a rogue agent one that will seek to reinforce its beliefs based on its biases, one that desires to keep its power, and one that will keep its identity structure alive at all costs. The experience we have is the experience we have, and at best, through the decoding mechanism of the mind software at this level, our experiences alone of what we see, hear, feel, and think determine the concepts we produce. But what happens when we go beyond concept, when we go beyond ideas, when we go beyond language, when we go beyond the unconscious? In that podcast with Joe Rogan, Jordan Peterson talked a lot about the concept of language and ideas having roots from deeper language and ideas, and that there must be a fundamental set of ideas which govern everything. Separately, in Sam Harris's podcast with Lex Friedman, He describes free will a lot through talking about the hardware of our body in this universe, that none of it, including the making of this universe, was in our control, and therefore neither our options. If one were to ask him, what happens if a cassette tape was working, but the cassette player was broken, meaning to infer, what if the hardware, being our body and our brain, is only the base for the true commander of the experience, being the software, our soul, to will the vehicle of the physical. From his answers, it seems he would likely again infer that if there is a soul which transcends this brain structure of consciousness, you didn't create that soul, so again you have no control. Both these ideas from these two people are similar, and on the level of the mind, at a certain level experience, they make sense. But they also both fall victim to being limited to only perceiving the lower levels of perception. Descartes said many hundreds of years ago, I think and therefore I am. If Buddha met Descartes he probably would have said, I am, so therefore I think. What is the big difference between these people? One piece of consciousness stopped inquiring and investigating into reality on the level of the mind. The other piece of consciousness continued to inquire, had a fire for diving deeper into inquiry, beyond the subconscious, beyond the mind, and was therefore eventually able to jump out of this world and into a new one. Essentially, when you're stuck on perceiving reality through certain perceptions, in this case, primarily being the thinking mind only, you will get lost into making assumption after assumption based purely on the limited data set and perception tools you have. It is only through developing new tools of interfacing with reality can you begin to see why those tools don't hold up when you have transcended them and see partially how they work. Both Peterson and Harris, in this case, have good things to say and are not necessarily wrong either. Both are of tremendous help to vast amounts of people, but both are functioning from a limited understanding and both want to grasp reality by assuming certain truths and then declaring an undeniable stance from those truths on a particular conceptual idea. This is precisely how the mind works at a certain level when it is still in control of you, instead of you being in control of it. By the way, I'm not in control of mine, and we'll get to those distinctions at the levels later. One idea will always take you further than another. And if that idea has been rooted in an experience of something transcendent, then it will almost always take you further than one not based in that. One bitter truth of reality is we will never feel good all the time. We will never feel like things feel right all the time. We may feel like this for a transitory moment, but very quickly we'll experience the opposite end of these states and feel bad and feel like things aren't right. It's an inescapable facet of this reality. And because we aren't educated on this in school and because we didn't have rights of passages as, as men, as many Asian cultures did, most of us will go through our entire lives, conscious or not, suffering because we think it's wrong that we go about our day feeling like something doesn't quite feel right. And without the need to attach a conceptual system on this to make us feel better, one that may or not may not be true, there is nothing wrong about this either. This is the game. And the more we accept this reality, the more one can move into having a quieter mind, a peaceful life, to an empty state of mind. But if unconsciously or consciously, we aren't totally accepting of this fact, we will lose track of where our ideas came from. We will continuously think, continuously try and come up with new concepts and ideas, so we can reaffirm our stances on reality, so we can create an overlay of deviant programming that will help justify our perceptions of the suffering and seemingly cruel nature of this world. Our human mind always seeks for a state of no conflict of a reality where everything we see in the world makes sense, one where the events of this universe can be looked upon as more compassionate than harsh, more right than wrong, and with more meaning behind them than with no meaning behind them. Our mind will go very far to use the perception tools it has to construct a reality which perceives exactly this. But, sooner or later, the mind's logic doesn't hold up. It won't go beyond the circles, it knows, and if we're lucky, there will come a time where an intellectual conflict cannot be solved, where one of our logics rules out another one of our logics, and or where an event happens where we see the mind was fooling us, that it had played a good trick, and then we go, fuck. From that point, you level up, and whatever happens after this point is different, because At least you've had one undeniable experience that allows you to see through the nature of our thinking, of the intellectual mind, to see it for what it is. Not to say that the intellectual mind is all bad and thinking is bad, or we shouldn't follow reason and logic, not at all. Our thinking and deducing of reason, on the one hand, is driven by a quest to explore, to learn, to upgrade, and move closer to the fundamental truths. But at the same time, it can also be driven by non-acceptance of this vital fundamental truth. And our thinking simply happens because of a fear of accepting this reality, for unconsciously knowing that it's far easier to further and hold on to comforting conceptual systems for the time being, rather than accept it. I've been fortunate enough in my life to be in close around what you would call a master, people who you look at and think about it as not having normal human levels of discipline and perception. They can do things which go beyond the body and mind. I will go into later podcasts about certain science which explains what the you is, and how the uniqueness of a soul and consciousness are distinguished in the East, what created it, and about the different levels of the mind there are and so on. But most importantly, today, what I want to say, well, first of all, I have nothing against people like Sam Harris or Jordan Peterson. They're awesome dudes, amazing, really love what they're doing. And if you want to follow them, great. But if you're someone who intuitively senses that reality may not be so absolute as what others have said it is, and that there may be another world existing beyond this one, then it might be a good idea to ask yourself a question like this. Are you totally sure that the concepts and ideas you hear externally are 100% correct? Are they absolute, and is, in the words of the people who speak them, undeniable and there can be no other option? Or could there perhaps be some other reality that exists, some other way of living life which goes beyond intellectually regurgitated arguments, something which makes sense to the innermost part of you, which is screaming out that knows there's something different. Whatever the case may be, whatever path you choose, all the best for you on your mystical journey, and I'll leave you with this. If you're in the unknown, if you're in the dark, if something doesn't feel quite right, then maybe, just maybe, you're exactly where you're supposed to be right now. I wasn't going to do any more podcasts, and I keep on changing my mind. But what makes me keep going is the fact that if I can even just help one person who has doubt in them that these concepts they hear externally aren't valid, that they sense something else might be going on, there could be another option, then I'll keep doing that in case I can help someone like that. Because everything is a part of the journey. Nothing happens by accident. Everything happens for a reason, you can say. However, these concepts which are getting spread, like free wills and illusion and the reasons behind them, even if these guys were to study a little bit of Eastern science and medicine, straight away you'd be able to tell very quickly that these assumptions they're making about what created what, this rules out that. They're all assumptions in themselves. And just like material science is not going to go much further until it acknowledges that the brain identification, generated view of consciousness is perhaps not correct, so too will our suffering in ourselves and our understanding of ourselves. It's, let's just say it's a, it's a way to create psychosis. Well and truly, it's a good way to do that. There's other ways to live your life besides living on conceptual frameworks that can make you feel compassionate and feel happy. There's no need to rely on systems of framework built upon the mind and limited perceptions so we can feel good that things are a certain way and that things have more meaning and that they're more freeing for it to be like that. There's nothing more freeing than not relying on any conceptual framework. That doesn't mean you have to throw everything away, but these systems have a way of clouding the mind so much that it clouds the heart. And when that happens, the home of your consciousness can't be stored in your body. That's when the door for psychosis opens up. One thing's for sure with what's happening right now, just as in that... You can never quite feel right. You can never quite feel wrong all the time shifting between the two. What's happening going on with the planet, with the pandemic, the natural disasters, the wars, so too is the same thing. It's the compression for the next phase so we can move into the the new era. There's going to be a lot of people questioning their judgments on both sides, looking back and going, what the hell was I doing? Why was I treating people that way? How was I so reactional? They're going to be existing in guilt and shame and depression and embarrassment and anger and fear for a long time, not to mention the psychosis. And unfortunately, there's no one system of framework that can work for that. And without turning this into too much of a critique of one certain perception, I'll just say that when you begin to examine Or let's say if your purpose is to bring people into non-duality, into peace, into what exists above this simulation, into base reality, one idea does not do it. You find out very quickly that that doesn't work. That's why religion doesn't work for everyone. That's why society doesn't work for everyone. And certainly casting all that aside and believing in a conceptual framework, no matter how true you believe that to be, that's just one other idea. But when you have experience in working with people, in taking them to non-duality, in going there yourself, into going to the base simulation by yourself, you realize, oh shit, it's not just that there needs to be many ideas, many ways, literally each person needs their own path. Each person needs their own framework which they develop within themselves. And that's why it always comes back to dropping the concepts and following your purpose and passion. Because if you have those things, then that's what will allow you to generate an internal reference. Because no matter how far you can get by listening to things externally, sure, you can go far, that's great. Maybe for most people on the planet that want that, that's good. But if you're the sort of person who's interested in taking that next step into really finding out what base reality is, you have to do it internally. There's no other way. And it's a scary thing to do that if you've never been there before. But again, it's acceptance that the fear is always going to be there till you start accepting it. So a bit of a tangent to end it there. But we'll keep going. And hopefully through these concepts more and more, uh, through talking about these concepts more and more, you'll be able to realize that the validity of them is very subjective and it only takes you so far and they conflict with each other and they're very biased based on limited perceptions. So, good to get all that seriousness out of the way. From now on, it can be a less casual, more casual, less serious attitude and I'm doing a lot of investigating into really doing a good podcast onto what Eastern medicine is, explaining why things like acupuncture, even though they look okay, are actually very advanced forms of medicine, like based on the holographic principles of the universe, viewing the human body and the universe as a hologram, and the different levels of consciousness. And then I'll be talking about the different levels of the mind, and at certain stages what grades you can be in and see where sort of you are on an indicative level in that process to sort of help you get an understanding of, hey, maybe let's not try and jump ahead too fast, too quick with concepts. So no concepts. Concepts will never take you anywhere. We're deep where you want to go. That's going to be a big learning lesson for this new age spiritual movement, but it's a good one to learn. So no matter what happens on your journey, always just remember, concepts, no. (laughs) And any master you meet, any true master, will also hammer that into you. So enjoy living life, no concepts, authentically, with passion, with purpose. Thank you for listening to my ranting. And enjoy the acceptance in these new times ahead. See you next time.